we got three points on the road. In case you missed it, I hope I didn't spoil anything for you. We've got a reason to smile this week. That, and at least one new face on the podcast. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. I'm still riding a little bit of a high from Saturday evening, but uh, you didn't come on the podcast to hear me speak, so let's just get right to it. Uh, whomever is joining us first, Larry, uh, formerly at Fat Guy Running. How's it going, Larry? <laughs> it's going good, and Dylan, we are all here to hear you speak. That's why we show up every single week. Highly unlikely. Um, <laughs> are you still a Fat Guy Running? Uh, I, no, I am a Fat Guy Yogi now. I, my, my, my old knees could not take the running anymore, so I had to switch over to something a little bit... Uh, little bit easier on the uh old cartilages so now it's just straight yoga nice i respect it little little ram das if you trimmed the beard enough um and had some hair on the top of your head i guess no everyone's favorite scotswoman taylor welcome to the show Uh, hello i'm happy to be back especially after a win on the road yeah uh scotswoman is the correct term yes i feel like i should know um but, <laughs> my gut says yes okay um if i'm wrong someone can probably just send us an email and complain my apologies uh, we've got one final person um who might have not seen a little bit but yeah. always brings a smile to my face hello keith oh, well, thank you thank you so much thank you guys very much for having me i'm glad i can finally uh come out of the show in face to face Okay, so I was not sure if you had been on before I had been on, and I was like, maybe we're having two debutantes tonight. <laughs> we are. We are, in fact, having two debutantes. Uh, is the DK stand for Donkey Kong? I mean, I know what it stands for, right. if you'd care to share. You know, the funny thing is, uh, so it stands for Daniel Keefe, uh, my first and middle name, since I generally go by my middle name. But funny enough, when I used to play baseball as a kid, uh, Donkey Kong was my nickname because of DK. So they would go up and sing the Donkey Kong chant when I was up to bat. Uh, it was a good good memory. I'm I'm glad we got to learn this a little bit, and I'm now realizing that we should probably find a player chant to go along with the Donkey Kong theme. <laughs> hey, um, right? Hey, that sounds good. Could it get better? Anyway, let's get right to it. Let's talk about this match, because there's quite a bit to talk about. Um, three points, three goals, one missed penalty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, despite the scoreline, I would confidently say that all four of us here probably did not think it was going to end at 3-0. So, uh, Larry, run your mouth a bit. Tell me, (laughs) how'd you feel about this game? You know what? I liked um, a lot of what I saw out there uh, Saturday night. Um, We we got the offense clicking a little bit. You know, three three goals. First time we have scored three goals in a game all season, with the exception of the, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the first round of the U.S. Open Cup when we played the amateur team. So so that was kind of nice. Um, I think that some of the finishes we had, uh, Milan's first goal was a very, very Milan type of goal. Just bring it back to the right foot, put somebody on roller skates, and then blast it in beh- back behind the, uh, the goalkeeper. Um, his PK was a little bit disappointing because literally just seconds before he took the PK, I typed into the, our Discord server, He's going bottom right, and he did because he's gone bottom right every time. So if I knew it, the goalkeeper obviously knew it. But then we got Thomas blasted away on the top shelf, and oh, that free kick from Marcus. That was absolutely a thing of beauty. Got to be up for, uh, is up for goal of the week in the USL, which as well it should be. Should possibly considered one of the best goals that has been scored by Orange County Soccer Club. Um, maybe not as timely as uh, Miko Kuningas in the championship against Tampa at that free kick, but man, that was just a rocket, and boy, did he put that big leg behind it. I was, I liked everything I saw. We uh, we looked good Saturday night, so let's uh, let, let's hope that we can stay healthy and stay getting right. 
Yeah, I mean, we might have actually escaped a match for the first time without any major complications going on. Um, Taylor, as a former slash current goalkeeper, um, I think maybe your time, and not to age you here, might have predated the Jorginho hop a little bit, but just how easy or difficult, you know, does that make your job as a goalkeeper easier if you if you see them doing the little, little strut and then the hop, uh, or is it still a mixed bag? It's still a mixed bag. Depend. It's just I don't know. Some people you're like I mean here the keeper knew what Milan was up to and where he was going, and then other people it's like oh no, haven't seen you do this one before yet. So it just kind of depends. Um, and if you can get a good enough read, but I still think it, no matter what or who is taking the penalty, it's still always a bit of a risk. Fair enough. I mean, they give 0.75 xG for a reason. It's because you're expecting to score three from four times. So I expect him to score the next three, of course. Um, Keith, I feel like as since both of us were English majors in college, we are probably both the most maybe pessimistic here. Um, Please tell me if I'm wrong, but give us your thoughts on this match. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a little bit more optimistic about the club. Uh, or about the team's performance recently. I think that in the past seven, eight games, um, I think we've been playing a lot better football. I think, you know, I, I believe it was uh, Ashish who mentioned that, you know, kind of one of the new tactics was a focus on possession soccer. And I think we've seen that recently. And I think we definitely saw that against Tulsa. And we're possessing the ball a lot more. We are making more calculated passes, which is creating a lot more chances. And uh, we're pressing a lot harder in the midfield, a lot further up, I guess. So allowing the other team to make mistakes and trying to capitalize on that, I think is important. It's not perfect by any means, but I think the way that we're playing right now is it's less frustrating to see us make mistakes if we're playing stronger as a unit and we'll, we'll talk about having the ball more and some more possession in a few minutes uh, one thing i did want to talk about was milana laski has been criticized in the past for being a little selfish taking some pretty poor shots um when he had better options to pass this time 60 something minutes in we see him opt two on one of the keeper pass it to thomas among thomas among can't beat the keeper from point blank range um did any of you also feel like things were still going to be okay, even though we missed such a clear-cut chance? Yeah, you know, we were, we were looking pretty good at that point, I, I felt. Um, we should have scored that one. That, that absolutely should have been a goal. If Milan puts that ball one yard further outside to the right, um, then it's, a, it's an easy, easy chip shot. Instead of having to try to beat the goalie, the goal is uh, the goal is already beaten, which is a little bit sharp of a pass, a little bit further out. Um, but overall, the team uh, defense was looking solid, and may, I don't know, maybe Tulsa stinks. I don't know. I haven't followed them that much, but um, pretty much across the board, the, the way the team looked and the chances uh, that they created, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I felt like things were going to be just fine in spite of not getting that one, and in spite of. The, uh, the missed PK. I wasn't too worried by the time we got uh, to later in the game. I mean, for those of us watching along or maybe watching after the fact, uh, taking a look at the game flow from at Gameflow XPG. Thank you, American Soccer Analysis. Uh, and as you can see, the share and spoils of the XG and the goals in favor of Orange County 0.88 for Tulsa and 3.22 for Orange County, even taking away. 0.75 from that missed penalty uh wow far and away the better team and i think maybe this was my my optimism even after that missed chance 60 odd minutes in was thinking you know they haven't done much of anything even having most of their chances come at the beginning of the second half and feeling like hey maybe for once we have the ball more we can pass the ball more it does feel like we're turning a new page over here and, and maybe getting getting to be good, dare I say that? I, I don't want to speak too soon. It's been six or seven games now, I guess seven games, uh, under the new regime. So 
lots to lots to look forward to um any any final thoughts any final things that you saw from this match or thought or felt uh keith yeah i mean one thing you know that i am continuously pessimistic about you know even as we've been playing better as i kind of mentioned before is the finishing touches you know in every game i feel like we should have a lot more goals than we do you know it's the one with among that you mentioned mcnulty almost had one that was really close opportunity and that's the biggest frustration of this team right now is their ability to actually finish and i think it's an interesting switch up from last season because last season our offense was very good you know spearheaded by milan um, but it was kind of our defense that had the struggle but right now we're kind of seeing that opposite of our defense really holding the ground for our offense and it would just be great to see a better balance i guess yeah can't can't particularly disagree with you there it is nice to see maybe our defense performing as we expected it to after such a strong 2021 and after such an abysmal 2022 um i want to give some credit to producer andy here goodrum maybe mediocre um terrible but very funny love it i'm here for it uh dropping a 5.8 in the fought mob rating this week which i think falls a little bit below mediocre but uh for anyone that may have forgotten and like larry just said in the chat he was second to milan Olaski last year in the golden boot and um he did down tools after not being granted a move to europe in the winter he's at a new team new everything he's been there for a few weeks and uh marcus and dylan put him in their pocket and he was ineffectual all game long so look at that Reasons to be optimistic. We're smiling. Anyone complaining about uh, negativity? I haven't smiled this much on an episode in years. Um, Taylor, Larry, final thoughts from this match? Uh, I'll say that the first 20 minutes, I was like, this is a nothing game. And then um, I think I think it was Larry stated that in our group chat. And then I agreed. And then, boom, goal. And I think that, that from then on, I think they uh, played the best we have seen them play in a, in a while um in certain pockets that we haven't seen them play uh that well um definitely obviously there's always room for improvement and we have to always be saying they got to do better but i mean you can't get much happier than a 3-0 win and i think they uh absolutely deserved that and it was great to see them win yeah that uh, that first 20 minutes or so was uh I, I think my exact words were well this is a whole bunch of meh and it was there, there was nothing going on on either side. And then almost immediately Milan scored. So, uh, Hey Milan, if you're watching, you're welcome. That's because of me not thinking you guys were doing very much. So, uh, Hey Morton, call me. I got some advice for you. Great. Love it. Uh, Larry's going to start texting the players and then we'll never be able to speak to any of them ever again, probably because <laughs> they'll hate him and who could blame them. Uh, we've got one more match that I'd like to get to really quickly. It's next weekend's. Um, for those who maybe didn't join us, and I know there was a lot of you, I'm not judging. I promise it was a busy weekend. You can come watch with a whole bunch of people from Candleland Coalition and the podcast at the Harp Inn on 17th Street in Costa Mesa. This isn't an ad. We'll just happen to be there. So if you want to watch and have a good time with some like-minded people, that's where I would head to. Um, Detroit. Not particularly good this season. Um, I would have said home of Tommy McCabe, but of course he was just traded to Tulsa and didn't have the best of times against Orange County, unfortunately. Um, Larry, since I think you might have your head the deepest in the USL sand pit, what should we be looking forward to this week? And as I say this, I realize you're probably not the person to ask. <laughs> I got my head somewhere. Um Detroit does not score goals. I, I, we don't score goals. Detroit Detroit really doesn't score goals. They've got, I think, 10 goals in 15 games to our 15 goals in 16 games. That's bad. That is bad. So that's bad for them. It bodes great for our team who, okay, let's forget what happened in Colorado. We're just going to pretend like Colorado is, you know, non-existent. Um, so we're going to step away from that. Um, 
with them not scoring goals, with the defense finally starting to click, God willing, maybe, you know, we've got Owen out there on the right. We got uh, Dogman out on the left. And then with Dylan and, uh, and Marcus there in the center, these guys have been looking really good playing next to each other, Marcus and Dylan. Um, Dylan doesn't make as much noise, perhaps, as somebody like Foxy does. Doesn't, uh, doesn't get noticed as much, but he does a, has been doing a very solid job playing what is really out of position for him. So I think that their lack, their ineffectualness um, on goals, uh, on scoring goals, um, combined with how our boys have been playing there on the back line, I think this is going to bode very well for us this coming week. Um, don't be surprised to see another clean sheet, and don't be surprised if uh, Colin has nothing to do with the fact that we get another clean sheet. Wow. I am I am surprised. I feel like you really pulled that one out well. Yes. Um, we've played a couple of teams that um... – Detroit has also played. They lost one new to Louisville. They drew one uh, one with Tulsa. They lost one nil to Tampa, and then they lost five one to Tampa. So, of course, crucially, they play Tulsa right after they play Orange County again. That would maybe be the best test of a midseason form. But um, Milan Olaski is scoring and shooting for fun, and Thomas Among hopefully has a little bit more confidence after. Um, well, I, I almost thought he skied the penalty, but I'll say he roofed the penalty. Um, no one's going to save that. So, Taylor, beyond scoring more goals than the opposition, what is Orange County's key to victory? Um, I think to kind of keep up where they have uh, been playing well. So, like, that defense has been good. Uh, you're saying Colin Shuttler had nothing to do with it. He had a great save very early on, if I remember <laughs> yeah, he it. Did. So uh, he definitely helped with that shutout. So I think the defense, uh, the defensive line that we're taking right now is pretty good, and I would love to see that maintained because, like last year, we scored all the goals in the world, and it didn't matter because we let in all the goals in the world. So I think if we just keep doing that, we'll be um, well on our way. Uh, for anyone watching along, you may have just looked at the assists uh, and the assist leaders for. Detroit City, and yes, their goal, their goalkeeper Nathan Steinwasher is um, joint leader with one assist this season. So, yes, ten from six, ten from fifteen is not great. Your goalkeeper getting an assist generally not thought to be a particularly good thing. But um, in my mind, without having watched a single moment of them play this season, does suggest to me perhaps. Um, they're going to play a little bit directly, uh, a la Orange County eight weeks ago and prior. So something to be mindful of, and I'm curious to see how we handle that, um, no less on the Detroit turf. Um, Keith, any fun facts you want to throw up? Maybe a literature recommendation, a personal experience with the city of Detroit, something, something relative to Michigan, perhaps? <laughs> Anything counts. You know, I really don't have any literature recommendations specifically from Detroit. I'm sure I've read uh, something from an author, you know, from around that area, but I can't, you know, pull it out of the top of my head. Uh, what I will say is a fun fact that I don't think has been mentioned yet is that, um, and this actually gives me a little bit worry for the game, is that Detroit is actually unbeaten in the last five games that they've had so far. So as much as they didn't have a great start to the season, neither did we. And they seem to be kind of performing better more recently. So as much as I would love to say that this is a shoe and win, uh, I don't necessarily have that confidence. And I, I get a little bit worried um, based off of kind of the inconsistency of our results. And their record is, I think, pretty much the exact same as ours, except I think we have one more loss. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I would love to see a win. I think we really need a win out of this, uh, especially since we're teetering on that playoff run chance. Um, but it's going to be a difficult one. And I think we got to go out and play as if we're playing Louisville or Tampa. You're, you're a bit of a downer. So I, in an effort to bring <laughs> everyone back up, uh, if you're looking for something to do Saturday morning, maybe you don't have a baseball game to umpire or kids soccer match to attend or whatever you do on Saturday mornings. Hey, Saturday is OC pride downtown Santa Ana uh, starts at 10 orange County is going to be there. They don't have a float, but I think they had 50, you know, you can 
the group gets 50 spots and i think 25 of them are kind of just allocated for fans at this point so come on down have fun support um pride is a super great time and it'd be a cool time to kind of just get involved with the community um I harp about this all the time, but I, I love seeing this club actually ingrain itself into the community um, beyond us having to go to city council meetings. So uh, go, have fun, enjoy yourself, have a good time. Um, is there something else we should probably go over? Oh, yes. For those of us who remember to predict our scores, um, which is which is not me, for the record, as you may have, may have guessed, um, we got the scores up right now. Taylor really showing the fact that she knows what she's talking about on this podcast. And maybe the rest of us are just um, making it up as we go along. I know I certainly am uh, amongst the writing team. Well, it's a three-way tie. So good job, Keith. And as well, Andy, producer Andy and Nathan. Um, Tyler, I believe in you. You'll You'll get there. Yes. And perhaps producer Andy is just changing his scores, but I assume he would be uh, leading everyone and if he if he did that and amongst just the general population joshua with 28 point oh i'm sorry it's cave on it's cave on a 30 because i can't read um i feel a little bit bad being half as good as someone that is on the show but i do forget to routinely submit anything so maybe that's the key um larry as someone that is only mildly better than me at guessing what's going to happen, why? Why? I don't know, man. I Last year, I won the whole smash by predicting we would lose all the time, and I was right. Now, this past weekend, I predicted that we would lose 2-0, and I was wrong. So, uh, Carrie just said it. I took one for the team, and I am going to again predict 2-0, Detroit, so we can have a repeat of this last week, and I cannot gain anything on my measly, paltry little 17 points right now. I, I want to make fun of you for, you know, this is what I normally do is I make fun of Ray for saying, hey, 5-0 to the opposing team for an Orange County win is not is not relevant. But then I keep seeming to show up, and when I show up, we win matches, so... I guess I can't fault anyone for being superstitious at this point. Let's hope for another 3-0 victory. But maybe no missed penalties this time. Um, I guess I'll pull the part where Brad says not to forget to submit your predictions and that they'll be live tonight. You know, I'll bully him sometime later this week to post that stuff so that you can get it in. Um, And you can bully me to maybe submit my prediction this week and I'll look like less of a fool for this entire section. Uh, (laughs) Does anyone have... Any thoughts on how their predictions are going? Any score predictions for this match, perhaps? Well, I just want to say, first of all, that I think um, by Larry and others being superstitious and saying they're going to do one thing so that the, that the team gets I think that's just them hiding behind the fact that I'm doing great here. And that's so they can, <laughs> that's so they can later oh, on say oh. you know, that wasn't <laughs> fair. So I'm just going to say that I'm going to be correct and do a 2-0 uh, win for OCSE, and that's the correct prediction, and I will win this fair and square. Great. Who's scoring first? Oh, Milano Lusky. Every, every week I have to say that. Okay, I'm going to miss any pens this week. <laughs> um, Keith, we'll go to you because I haven't heard your beautiful voice in a moment. Who? What's the score and who's scoring first? So it looks like Taylor just did, you know, the direct opposite of Larry. And so I think I'm going to go somewhere in the middle, try to be not as optimistic because when I've predicted that we win in the past, we generally don't. And so I got to focus on that juju as well. So I'm going to say a 1-1 tie to not be totally pessimistic, but cautious. Stop being so pessimistic. We've had some <laughs> some viewer complaints. We're we're working to address these. Um, for those, um, you know, Ashley, who might have a little bit of some inside scoop, uh, of course, being the wife of Taylor, says two one Orange County. I'm inclined to agree with Ashley. Um, that is going to be my safe. Pre- no, you know what? I'm going to go two nil. I actually, I just, I do not see this Detroit team scoring a goal hey we've Christian had a, McCaff- quite yeah, a few goal. clean slates so anything is possible and i have to say that the more that i see colin shetler 
it seems like he's getting his feet under him more. Um, Taylor, resident goalkeeper, person who knows what she's talking about. Yeah, just I'm how gonna, important is that? I'm gonna say that, like, oh look, I was right about this too. I said, <laughs> give him some time and get him out there, and he'll get more comfortable. That he was shaky on his feet, I, like, and I admitted that, but he just needed time to get in there and get comfortable. So I think it's very important to see uh, how much he's came along and his confidence, and you can see it. I mean, I'm still a little scared. Still got some uh, residual effects happening from some oopsie daisies that we've seen, but I do think he's doing um, a lot, lot better, and it's definitely given me some confidence in him. I'm, um, yeah. Look, this is a long way from just kind of bambying and letting one through his legs last year in San Diego. Uh, he looks by far one of the uh, the better keepers um, in the West at the moment. That might be too strong of a term. Someone will someone will certainly get mad. Um, really quickly, while my phone buzzes away. Oh, no, someone's here. Uh, the second debutante, someone who dropped a 7.7 font mob rating this weekend. Uh, wow. Owen Lamb, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast for the first time. Uh, hey, thank you I can, for having me. Of course, of course. I can only promise that the next 10 or 15 minutes will be very weird. Um, but <laughs> I promise we're, we're a nice bunch. So, uh, Larry, since you were biting at the chomp in the group chat to fire off some mostly terrible questions, why don't you lead us off here? Uh, first of all, it's chomping at the bit, but that's okay. What Owen, did I say, biting at the chomp? You, I don't know what the hell you said, Dylan. I have no clue. There was just mumbling and words. It was like talking to Grayson. It was pitiful. <laughs> oh, and welcome to the show, man. We're really glad to have you. I have uh, I have personally been wanting to have you on the show for uh, almost since the beginning of the season. Um, and yes, my face is in fact covered by the pride thing, but that's okay. <laughs> the pride patch is better looking than I am. Um, Owen, I don't know if you're aware or familiar with a gentleman named John Morrison. John Morrison is probably the most USL championship savvy person there is out there. He knows everything about this league. When uh, Orange County Soccer Club announced that they had signed you off of the free, let's call it the free agent wire, um, our, our, uh, our, our post, God, I'm forgetting the word here, um, our off-season uh, signings were rated as a C. And you getting signed immediately jumped us to either a B or a B plus. So I don't know if you're aware of that. So we have all been really excited to see. You. And first question I got for you is we're here. There's a bunch of us out there watching some of the preseason games. And in the last preseason game, you took a knock right there on the sidelines. You were literally right in front of a group of us fans. And a few of us looked at each other and said, that's not good. What was that injury that you took? And how did that make you feel knowing, hey, you know what? I got a job to do, and now I'm sidelined for a bit. Can you talk with us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, really excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Um, and no, I don't pay much attention to the all the ratings and all of that stuff that goes on, <laughs> but um, it's cool to hear. Um, yeah, so that was our last preseason game. I think it was a week before our home opener. Mm-hmm. Um and just a couple minutes into the game, I came off with a little, what I thought was a little tweak in my hamstring. I didn't think it was much. I haven't dealt with a hamstring injury before, but um, I knew there was something up. So I think it was three minutes into the game I came off. You guys were there. You might have seen it. It, um, it was early. Yeah. So from that moment, I went inside. Uh, the physios checked on it a bit and kind of agreed that we needed to take a scan on it. Uh, so I got a scan. It happened to be a grade one hamstring. I think it's a strain maybe. Um, so I was only out for a couple weeks and then it was two weeks that went by, um, which wasn't too bad at all. I've dealt with times where I've been out for a couple, couple days and, and two weeks wasn't bad. Um, and then I got back into training and it was probably a bit premature and, and I injured myself again. And that happened to be the same hamstring grade two this time around. And it, and it kept me on the sideline for four to six weeks. So ended up being, I think about six and a half weeks before I played in my first game. Okay. And, and since you've come back, you've been looking fantastic. And we, 
we are all at the County Line Coalition here, those of us here at the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, extremely excited and really enjoying watching you play. Um, the team has obviously had its struggles to start the season. Uh, much of it you weren't involved in because of the injury. So that probably helps with the mental state a little bit here and there. Um, so we got the good win against uh, RGV there at home. Uh, team's looking good, played a terrific game. Then, you know, then we go to last week, we get the 3-0 win on the road against um, uh, Tulsa. That game in between against Colorado, okay? That was not the uh, the best night for the team. So I am curious to know um, how do you guys lift each other up in the uh, in the locker room after a loss like that against a team that you know isn't uh, they weren't particularly anything special. They had a good night. OCSC had a bad night. Um, who was vocal in the locker room and what do you guys say to each other after a night like that? Yeah, that's exactly what we did. We had conversations about it. Um telling ourselves that we need to hold ourselves to higher standards, um, not make excuses when they go on the road. Um, and it came from the coach, which was, I think, really important because we need a leader and it and the best leader we can possibly have is our coach. So um, it was really good that it came from him and, and it soaked into the team. And it was funny, um, going into Tulsa, we knew what the travel was going to be like. We knew what the conditions of the... Uh, the weather and and those type of things were going to be so so we didn't really look for those type of things to bail us out we we just put our heads down and and knew what was going to get us the win and that was hard work and and coming together as a team gotcha. uh, one last question from me owen uh you're you're a young guy 22 i think 23 here in august is that right yeah yeah okay. um at what point at what age did you realize that you Well, it wasn't that was just certainly, you, was it? I, I promised you it would be weird, and that was the most weird it could be. So I'm just going to go right <laughs> on down to Taylor. And uh, Taylor, I hope you're ready. Ask away. Yeah, you know, I think I know what Larry's question is, so I'll, I'll end it up for him. But I think he's okay. going to say, at what point did you know um, that you were able to go and play on at the higher level, at the professional level even? Yeah, so my story is a little bit interesting. Um, I grew up in Santa Barbara. California, playing club soccer my whole life. I never played um, in any MLS academies or, or high-level games at that. My team was good, don't get me wrong, but um, didn't really get to play in the highest standard just because of where I lived and where I grew up. And then I, I went and played college at, at Cal State Fullerton for one year. But before the one year I played, I actually got cut from that team. So getting cut from from the team the first year I went there was a real shock to me and kind of made me doubt myself for a long period of time. And and that was actually the most pivotal moment in my career because after that spell of doubting myself for so long was when I really had a sense of belief in myself and and kind of knowing from that what it takes to become a professional. So after that one year at Fullerton, I got into a a professional combine where I was scouted to play um, at the second team of LA Galaxy for the last two years. Wow, that is a bit of an unconventional pass, so that's nice to hear. I'm sure that'll be nice to, uh, for some of the younger kids out there watching to hear as well, that there's not just one uh, strict way to go. So being that you are, like uh, Larry brought up, one of the younger ones, is there anyone on the team at OCSC that's kind of taking you under their wing and showing you maybe the ways of the team here and helping you out? Yeah, I mean, there's no, I wouldn't say there's one person. Um, there's a lot of leaders in the locker room, and it's good to hear from guys that, that have a lot of experience playing uh, in the MLS, uh, a lot of minutes in the USL, in leagues abroad. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of leaders in, in the locker room. Even uh, when the last manager was here, he had played in the Premier League. So guys that have played at high levels are around this club, and, and I can take a lot from uh, from their experiences and, and use that for myself. That's great. And then one last question for me is if you were to place a bet on who's going to be the first player in the locker room for training and who would be the last player in the locker room for training, who would those players be? You guys don't know the details, huh? <laughs> um, the first, 
it has been me recently only because I'm on the table for the physios so often uh, earliest in the morning. But yeah, so usually the first guys in the locker room are the ones that are getting treatment. We have blocks of treatment in the morning. So it'd be 7.45, 8 o'clock. Um, and it's usually some of the younger guys that are on the tables in the in the early slots. So um, last to leave. Um, it's hard to say. We, we all like to spend a lot of time together. So there'll be guys doing uh, gym work and, and then sit around and have some lunch together and enjoy each other's company. So, yeah. Great. And yeah, I uh, have just one question here for you, Owen. Um, you know, Larry mentioned earlier as well that, you know, it was really unfortunate and all of us were very bummed that you were injured in the beginning part of the season, but whether it's coincidence or you want to take credit for it since you've been back and since you've been starting, we've definitely seen, you know, progress in the team's results, especially when it comes to the back line. And what do you think that, or how do you think the chemistry or the strategy between the defense has evolved in the past seven, eight games? I mean, that we've had four clean sheets for. Yeah, I think in training we've, we've uh, honed in on kind of what it really takes to, to defend well. And a lot of it is just effort. It, it just, a lot of it comes down to effort and, um, and how much you're willing to give and how much energy you have to give. And it's also come from the, the manager instilling that into us. And, and obviously it's like the back line gets the credit sometimes for the clean sheets and, and the good defensive performances, but it's the whole team that starts from the, from the front line. And I feel like our, our press has been really good and we've been winning the ball high up the field a lot rather than sitting deep. And there's moments where we've had to sit deep and, and take some pressure. But a lot of the times in these games we're winning, it's, it's because of our press from higher up. And, and yeah, there's, there's been good moments for us to make good blocks and some good saves. Um, but yeah, it's really a full team performance that gets us these wins. Awesome. Yeah, I know. It's great to watch you guys on the pitch recently. So, uh, Owen, we have a couple fan questions. I'll just I'll shoot them off really quick. Uh, this one, obviously, a little bit relevant to you a few weeks ago. Not so much now, but how hard is it when you're doing well in training, um, but you're not 100% and it's uh, it's close and presumably standing on the sidelines? Uh, how much do you want to get it out there? Yeah, it's really difficult. I haven't dealt with something like this since I tore my meniscus when I was 18. Um, but that was much different because now it's there's there's other things riding on um, me not playing. Um, so yeah, during that period, a lot of things go through my head. Um, but but I was I was able to write it out, and and now it looks like we're on the the bright side of it. So um, it's definitely not easy. Um, but yeah, I'm happy I got through that period, and I can look forward from there. Onto onto some happier and. And maybe wilder questions. Um, okay. OC tacos versus LA tacos. And maybe here the question is uh, loping Santa Barbara in with Los Angeles, which I wouldn't necessarily is right. So I'll throw in Santa Barbara versus LA versus OC. Who's got the best okay. tacos? Oh, I got to go with Santa Barbara. Ooh, okay. It has to be and Santa uh, Barbara tacos. Where do you, where's your spot? <sighs> There is a taqueria named Lily's Tacos. There's two locations. There's one north Santa Barbara and one south. It's it's the only place I go to in Santa Barbara. Noted. Noted. Uh, so there's a recommendation. Um, similarly, yep. uh, are you a handlebar coffee or a dune coffee man? To be honest, I don't know the difference. Okay. Okay. This is fair. I, I do I drink don't... coffee. Someone is coffee, but... probably screaming at their phone right now <laughs> in sure Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Um, wonderful. Uh, trying to think of other ones that we typically ask people. Oh, to fill in for Ray, who's not here tonight, uh, do you care to share uh, what you've been listening to lately uh, and what people are putting on in the locker room? Yeah, so for me recently, my favorite little, I would call it a mixtape, um, by Dave and Central C. They dropped like four songs together and I've been playing that nonstop. It's like UK rap kind of. Is so it that's that's my go to. So I listen to some rhyme. 
You could. Uh, it's almost grime. Yeah, I would say it's almost grime. Okay. But I'll throw some Afro beats in there. Um, some classic rock. There's a lot of stuff that's been been played in the locker room. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Who and and be honest here. Who has the worst music taste, and who is not allowed to touch the aux cable, and who who's got the best <laughs> and normally holds it down? Uh, okay. Um, I would say Seth can be the worst. <laughs> Seth Casiple. Uh, but he also, his range is very wide, so he can play a lot of good songs, but he can be the worst for sure. <laughs> um, who has the best? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll get on the ox once in a while. I like when Kevin Partida is on the ox. I like when Ashish is on the ox. Um, yeah, there's some names I'll throw out there. Uh, Kyle Scott as well. Fair enough. Um, Seth, if you happen to be listening, we love you, but I'm not at all surprised <laughs> by that answer. Not in the slightest bit. Um, I hope he's watching. I, I do too. And if not, the next time we have him on, we'll be sure to <laughs> sure to let him know. Yeah, please do. Um, oh, and I think one final one, I'm, I'm checking to see if anyone's asked anything. I don't see anything new. Uh, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Oh. I like Brussels sprouts and I'll put them in the oven. Um, I like when they have a little bit of like a little drizzle of something on top, but when I make them, it doesn't get that fancy. It's usually just salt and pepper. But yeah, Brussels, I'll go Brussels sprouts. And I, I did forget about one. Uh, do you have a local spot, whether that be a restaurant, coffee shop, place to hang out when you're not at training? Uh, that you you want to shout out, or you want to recommend to people. Um, home. <laughs> yeah, not not really, to be honest. You were a man after my heart. I mean, I would be in the same boat as you. Uh, Owen, that is all. I promise. Rapid fire is over. Uh, care to share where we can find you? I mean, the handle to just pop up. But uh, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, um, at Owen Lamb on Instagram and Twitter. That's about it. Beautiful, succinct, quiet. Owen, oh, it's been a pleasure. Lamb, sorry. There we go. Um, <laughs> it has been a pleasure to see you uh, finally get to make your debut for us, and it's been a pleasure seeing you every moment since. So we wish you the best of luck, and uh, and thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, much, sir. All right. Oh, Taylor with the. Uh, I mean, she should be. It should be you, right? Part of the show. Uh -huh. star of the show i mean you you know more than anyone else um wow i feel so much like owen lamb having just that that home answer for me is i think we could yeah, be best that, friends. that really hit right there too you know yeah i feel like you probably won't want to be friends with me but if you like we could be best friends so this will turn into me writing him letters like hey owen i know you've been getting my letters it would be really cool if we could hang out and talk about it and there'll be stickers and stuff. Just hey, I would just like to pick the ball with forth, you. you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keith knows what I'm getting at here. Um, wow. Well, that uh, didn't get uncomfortable at all. <laughs> no, no, it's totally normal. It's nothing crazy me here. Mac there, uh, Dylan. Exactly. Um, <laughs> wow, it is. Um, I I felt like we we had to wait. Obviously, we had to wait a little bit to talk to him, um, and we've been trying for about a month now to get him on the show. <laughs> And we had to wait a while to see him make his debut for the club as well. And I think both have been have been great. Um, just to kind of, oh, yes, 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 yes. Playing for pride. Um, I have no idea how this is going. I have not looked at my own team yet. And, yep, that looks about right. I'm bringing up the rear for the podcast and just about everyone that's participating. Me and, uh, me and Russell. So we're in this one together. Um, Taylor, I'm surprised to see you're not actually leading this one as well. Ray, who's not here tonight, on 41 points. Keith, now you're kind of in the middle of both teams on 45. And yeah. Hannah, beating you out by one on 46. So, barring, um, I think I predicted that Orange County would score four goals <laughs> in the month of June. And, of course, now we're actually um, pretty decent, so that doesn't look too likely, but... 
I'm not surprised. Anyone feeling particularly optimistic or um, maybe pessimistic about your picks this season? I don't even remember who I picked, so it's a little hard to answer that question. <laughs> For yeah, I mean, I picks... would say I'm a little optimistic. I didn't, I didn't even realize that I had so many points that I do. Um, I think uh, Kyle Scott getting an assist really helped me out this last week. Yes, and we'll talk more about this um, probably in a future episode, but my God, Kyle Scott, um, what a player. I didn't think he did much last season. I didn't think he did much at the beginning of the season. It turns out if you put the ball on the ground and let him do his thing, he is incredible. Um, Very much reminds me of Eric Calvillo, but maybe a little bit more trickery. Yeah. A few more stepovers, a willingness to get kicked a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that goal, is... that, you know, Milan's goal, he got through like three of their defenders in order to pass it to Milan. And he's been a big standout for me most of the season. I'm really excited to see what he continues to do. And I'm just hoping he gets like a full 90 minutes because unfortunately he's usually subbed out around halftime. Wow. But I could talk about Kyle Scott for a while, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, for those of you who have picked it, that's probably why you're riding high. He's he's in fine form at the moment, and you are probably reaping the results of that. Um, seriously, if anyone is doing better than me, which everyone besides Russell's doing, good on you. <laughs> um, that's typically how this goes. But I'm still proud of you because I spent an embarrassing amount of time trying to pick who I thought would do well. And clearly didn't do a good job of that um, that didn't work out for you at all no but you know this is four years running now that i've done it or three years running now that i've done a, a no four years running that i've done a bad job at it so <laughs> i i won't be too upset model um, of consistency yeah model of consistency and hey maybe i just like donating a lot of money to athlete ally so you can donate how many you can excuse me donate however many points you get or a flat fee or yeah do whatever you want uh it's for a good cause and we're just trying to have a little bit of fun and you know, bring a little bit more awareness that way. Um, that probably wraps up all the Orange County related soccer thing. Does anyone have any random soccer thoughts quickly to go through? Random soccer thoughts. Um, let's see. All of the world football is over. So not a lot to talk about there. Oh, but there's a little thing. Uh, the uh, United States men's national team lifting the CONCACAF Nations League trophy for the second year in a row. Greg Berhalter coming back. I, for one, am not mad about this. Um, And uh, hopefully Giovanni Reyna's mother is never allowed near a uh, United United States men's national team soccer game ever. That's all on that subject. You seem a little upset. That she's just Larry's doing her best opinions. South County mom impression, so I don't really understand what the big deal is. Oh, man. You should be used to that kind of thing. The, the worst kind of soccer mom there is. She, she's an AYSO soccer mom, and her son is one of the, you know, one of the best deep players breaths. in America. She's still acting breath, like then. it's AYSO. No, I'm wound up now. I need another drink. Deep breaths. Do some yoga, my friend. Um, Taylor, how about your Scotland? Do you, do you want to speak about that any? I mean... We got some. We got some time to kill, and if not, I'll cut this short. What does Scotland do <laughs> again? I feel like I should know this. It's okay. They came from behind in the final ten minutes to beat Norway a couple days ago, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. They actually have a chance. Whatever. We'll, we'll talk no, about this next no, year. Didn't when have Nacho and Dogman out there. That's why. It's because it's of true. the time change. I don't get to look. <clears throat> yeah, we'll uh-huh. we'll go with that. Yeah. Keith, any random soccer news? Uh, I don't really have a random soccer news, but a uh, random, you know, fun note, I guess, is I uh, got to see the new Wes Anderson movie a little bit early this last weekend. I'm not if sure you if spoil this. Film, but... Oh, I'm not spoiling anything. I can but... promise. Violence. <laughs> but as somebody who's a huge Wes Anderson fan and a film buff, his last two movies have been a little bit mediocre, um, unfortunately. But this one, he is back in full form. I think it's one of his best films ever. So go see it. Uh, go start now that all the kind of COVID-ness is chilled out a little bit. Go support your theaters. Go support movies being in theaters. And um, 
don't just rely on streaming because you get better content in the movie theater. Respectfully, I'm going to pull an Owen Lamb and I'm going to stay home. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> your random thought for the week. Um, well, we are going to go. Well, first of all, we're going to the OC Pride with OCSC on uh, Saturday in the morning. So we're very excited for that. Whoop, whoop. And obviously we have the game. And then the next day um, is Angel uh, City's Pride game. And we will be also going to that. So if anyone's going there, um, anyone who listen here, uh, make sure to come say hi or uh, let us know. And I'm sure we can, can say hi. Larry, take a deep breath. And give us a nice, calm, positive, I'm, random I'm thought. A uh, positive, random thought. Um, last podcast I was on, I mentioned this band that I have gotten very much into called The Lucky. And uh, the question was, do they, in fact, like soccer? And I messaged the lead singer, a kid named Tucker Click, and he responded back to me this long, long thing about his huge fandom of English soccer. Uh, In particular, he's a big Chelsea guy. Um, He played a lot of soccer uh, as a kid. He uh, played some in high school, but he was more uh, more interested in the music. So I can say that the uh, the lead singer of my new favorite band, The Lucky, is in fact a tremendous fan of the beautiful game. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> this is a far cry from your random soccer thought, and I'm here for it. Um, for those who might be watching, my random thought this week is the shirt I'm wearing, which says Goltron on it. Um, which is a small little community nonprofit leadership program thing that stands for guys slash girls operating as leaders. Um, but there's only one G and, uh, despite the fact that they are all the way out in Denton, um, I don't know something about community and I'm really harping on that this year more than every other year, I guess. Um, but it's cool and it's got, it's got a Megatron on it. So that's a, that's a cool t-shirt. He's holding a soccer ball and he's standing on a pile of books. And I just feel like maybe that's your perfect shirt. Maybe I am Goltron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is made for Dylan right there. Yeah. Um, next I'll tell you my favorite vegetable and this will be the most boring ending to an orange and black soccer cast, but for Taylor, for Keith, for Donkey Kong, for Larry, for Ray and all the other people who contribute for producer Andy. I don't know for whomever. Uh, this is Dylan. This has been the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh, God, you-